Welcome to the Real Estate Raw Show, hosted by Joe Mendoza. Hi guys, Joe Mendoza here in sunny San Diego. Welcome to my show. Thanks so much for subscribing, watching, sharing the great words of wisdom. I'm super excited. Coming from Vegas, Las Vegas, we have Kathy Kuo, who's a commercial real estate broker and investor. And we're going to get into a lot of different things that's happening with the market in Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. Welcome to the show, Kathy. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you and excited to learn more about you, your business model and what's going on in uh, the real estate arena in Vegas, especially. So welcome to the show. Take our audience back before real estate. What were you doing? Um, so for me, I've actually, I've grown up with real estate. <laughs> um, so I feel like as far as I can remember, I've been in the real estate world. My family, you know, we're first generation immigrants, grew up pretty dirt poor, honestly. Um, you know, came from, from Taiwan. So I was born and raised in the U.S., but they're first generation immigrants and they're working two jobs when I was growing up. And then right about when I was in high school was when we started investing in real estate and really picking up on it. And so I was involved in the family business from the ground up. You know, when you grow up with an Asian tiger mom in an Asian household, you're a worker. <laughs> it's free labor, basically. You know, that's what you got to do. You got to earn your keep. Um, so, you know, since I was probably like, Around 15, 16, I was writing Excel files, underwriting properties, looking at properties with my mother, like running comps and all of that kind of stuff. So I went to college for real estate and then started at CBRE, which is like the world's largest commercial real estate firm. Um, and then from there, I started my own brokerage and started investing more and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you knew from the get go, like, this is where I'm going to go. I'm just going to follow this path. It seems proven. It's true and tested. Let's just run with it, sounds like. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I honestly, I did veer off for a little bit because um, I invested in a another business, a salon and spa with my sister-in-law. You know, she's another typical Asian, I think, industry, the salon and spa industry. And she needed a business partner and investor. So I kind of took a hiatus for maybe like 10 months a year to help start that up. And still an equity partner, but not as hands-on anymore. And I just, you know, from that, I, it really reaffirmed my decision um, and belief in the real estate industry. Cause it's just, there's so many opportunities on both the brokerage side and the investor side. And I think it's just for me personally, it's what works and it's what I enjoy and what I love and what I'm passionate about. And it's really different when you're working for something that you're passionate about versus just a job or a business for the hell of it. <laughs> That's interesting. So Kathy, I have a very similar model and there's certain people in the audience that are kind of contemplating to get into real estate, maybe they're more on the brokerage, maybe they're more on the investor, maybe they haven't even started. What would you suggest they do if they're kind of toying around with both, one foot in the investment, one side in the brokerage, what would you recommend they do? Um, I think it depends on your financial situation. You know, if you can be an investor, like, and also if you are earning an income that is comfortable, that you have, you have extra income that you can invest, I would say start as an investor, you know, that's probably easier if you already have a career path. If you're in finance or you're an attorney or you're in the medical field, you probably don't want to leave your career right away. Um, but you can invest, you know, it can be your side hustle or side business. And even for people who are like fresh out of school, one of the things I always recommend is house hacking. I don't know if you've heard of that concept, 
But you know, like that's something that everyone should be doing if you're able to, where you buy that four bedroom house, live in one of the rooms and rent out the other three and your proportionate share of household expenses is probably gonna be less than any apartment. And then you're, a lot of your friends probably aren't thinking that way. So that's how I started. That's how I started, um, you know, the house hacking concept. And if, you know, if you're able to get that down payment together, do it that way. Or if you are a military, like former or current military, you can get a VA loan and do it with mo no money down. But even if you're not, there's like those FHA programs now with like 5% down, things like that. So I think that's right, a totally. great way to start and kind of trade up from there. No, that's great, Kathy. I'm so glad you shared that because I actually shared a little bit about that in my book there. If people are watching on YouTube or whatever, but I, yeah, I talk about house hacking right in my book. So I totally agree with you that that's yeah. one of the things to get started, you know, mm -hmm. especially like, you know, if people just join the military and they get the VA loan, they get this basic housing allowance from the military. I think it's a major no brainer to buy like a three bedroom, two bath, live in one, rent out the other two. And lo and behold, I mean, my brother-in-law, you know, <laughs> he did that in the beginning. And now multiple properties later, you know, he's, uh, let's just say he's doing pretty well. <laughs> so that's great. I've heard about a lot of people that do that. Like every time, you know, they get relocated to a different place, they keep their old house and rent it out and keep it as investment property. And they keep doing that. And by the time they're out of the military, they have this portfolio of 10, 15 properties sometimes. It's like the best way to do it, I think, to start out, you know, house hacking and then sell that if you've built equity, luckily, hopefully, you know, you've built some equity and take that and buy two or three properties and go from there. You know, most of these investment properties now you can do it with 25% down. And I know the San Diego market's totally different, but like in Vegas, you can still get good investment properties for under 200,000. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, so I saw one recently, like just about a month and a half, two months ago. It was in the Desert Shores area on the west side of town, which is like a nice area. And it was like about 140000 for a three-bedroom. And what kind of cap rates are you seeing nowadays in Vegas? I know there's different parts. There's Summerlin, there's Henderson, you know, um, there's downtown. What kind of cap rates are you seeing kind of throughout Vegas? Um, it depends, really. It, it it varies drastically, honestly, based on one location to like property type. Um, you know, like so. I actually I work in the commercial realm a lot. I so I monitor that a lot more. Like probably six to seven percent cap rates on the commercial side. Last I checked, residential. Like I haven't checked in a while just because of how hot the market's been. To be honest, like <laughs> it's been a little bit insane. So the last time I checked was kind of before this insanity, and it was roughly between like. You could get like fives with a new build. So, you know, lower risk, obviously, brand new home, single family home, and almost no time to lease up. That was around in the fives. And then up to like in the nines for a fourplex on the east side. So honestly, it's like, you know, not the best area of town if you're looking at just demographics and income levels, but the numbers look really great. That's awesome. Yeah, now, so you as an investor, are you investing in Vegas or out of state? What's kind of your strategy? Yeah, so my family, uh, we have about 80,000 square feet here in Las Vegas, and that's spread across three properties, office and retail primarily for us. We used to have some residential investments. I used to, when I first came to Vegas, I had a, like individual condos in a gated community, maybe like five minutes from the strip. Um, I've sold those off since then and put my equity into commercial real estate. 
I just, I personally, it, it is higher risk, but higher reward. And for me, it's just easier management because I actually manage myself and the residential, if you've ever managed yourself, I'm sure you know the headache. And so, I don't know, I just, I, commercial is what I know and what I love. And that's where we kind of like focus our efforts on. That's awesome, Kathy. So 80,000 square feet, mm -hmm. this is owned and controlled by you and your family, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, you know, like I said, I, I worked with my family business since I was like a teenager and helped build this up. I went to the corporate side for a few years um, in a, the largest commercial firm to learn the ropes there and kind of take the best practices from a Fortune 500 company from like, a, you know, a publicly traded company to learn um, and then brought those back home. And now I just, I oversee our portfolio. My parents are like semi-retired. It's a true family business. My brother's the maintenance, uh, you know, guy. And he does, he kind of coordinates all the repairs. Whereas I'm more of like the marketing and COO type of person and handle all the legal contracts and financing aspects of it. That's great, Kathy. Now, these um, properties that you guys have, are they variation of asset classes or are they multifamily? Is there a specialty you guys like? Um, so these are all office and retail with heavily, heavily focused on office, um, but we're lucky that where our office, a lot of our office product is located is near the medical district. And so we have a lot of like psychologists, mental health, like pain clinics. And so they're pretty like recession proof. And like, so we were able to survive COVID with very few vacancies and we only lost like maybe one or two tenants in the entire portfolio. So very good. Bad. Very good. Now, if it's been in your family for a while, uh, as you've seen your parents kind of, you know, have success and maybe had to tighten up the belt a little bit during these cycles, mm -hmm. you know, as you were observing, or maybe not, you know, when, when you were younger, yeah. um, were there any things that you liked and learned or anything you didn't like and like, hey, I'm not going to do that when I have my business that you got from your parents? Yeah, so I mean, what I liked, I think, is kind of like what I've grown up with is Asian frugality, you know. I mean, now I kind of like, I do splurge a little bit here and there, but growing up, um, you know, for the past, probably like up until the last year or two, I was like super frugal and lived way below my means. I probably saved like 70% of my income, you know, and I lived like I was dirt poor because that's what you learn to do as a real estate investor. You need significant working capital and reserves to carry through if there's vacancy loss, if there's repairs, if there's maintenance, I think that's the biggest mistake that people don't realize. They're like, oh, I have enough for a down payment. I'm like, do you, do you have enough if the roof starts to leak? Do you have enough if you have to replace the HVAC units? Like those are significant expenditures. But when you talk about the commercial side, it's even more so like on the residential side, you can kind of mitigate your risk with the home warranty policy, you know, pay the five, $600 a year. And then the call out fee on the commercial side, there's no such thing as that. I tried researching it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> no one's gonna like insure these risks. And so we've had situations where we've had come out of pocket tens of thousands of dollars for a parking lot repair or to like repair the sewer lines under the parking lot where we had to trench and dig up. And sometimes these are like immediate needs because it's like leaking above the ground. And so you're, you have to do that and you have to have that like 10, 20, 30,000 in reserves ready to go to pay someone in a week or two. So, I like that, Kathy. I mean, that was a big nugget right there because, yeah. you know, we're talking with two different business models. One is a realtor, you know, the brokerage yeah. model. One's yeah. the investor. And, yeah. and I like the fact that you said about the frugality because unfortunately, 
I've seen a lot of agents, yours truly included, like when that first cycle back in 2007, eight, nine, you know, they, some of them were really kind of flossing, as we would say, yeah. <laughs> you know, driving the crazy fancy cars, what have you, yeah. and, and not looking at their reserves account. And the, the folks that really prevailed was the ones who learned like, hey, you know what, I'm not going to let this happen the second time. And I think, quite honestly, there might be um, something happening soon or already happening because uh, one of my clients, you know, they were on forbearance. And then the second, she had a second line of credit equity loan, said, uh-uh, not anymore. And they turned up the heat and filed a notice of default. Oh, and wow. so I'm starting to kind of see like, hmm, um, frugality does make a difference, you know, um, from wearing both hats, a real estate broker and an investor, oh, yeah. you know, aside from frugality, what other advice would you give to the audience? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. It, it is applicable to both aspects and like going hand in hand with that actually is that like it takes money to make money is what I've learned. And a lot of, I think the biggest like mistake I see with a lot of new agents is they don't treat it like their own business. They're not investing marketing dollars. They're not investing time. They're not investing in admin if it's needed or a transaction coordinator. You know, they're, it's the whole penny wise pound foolish situation where I think a lot of people are like, they treat it like a job or, you know, and I'm just like, that doesn't work. Um, you know, you have to invest your time and your money into things. Um, and just investing that it's like, that's the other thing I think I would say. That's awesome, Kathy. I like that you said that as well. I mean, it's, it's run your business like a business. Yeah. Because if they're not paying attention to their numbers, it might come bite them in the rear eventually. Yeah. You know? It's about ROI. I think that's the focus too. Because on the other hand, you see people who like spend a lot of money and it's like, they're like poor quality leads. They're not on things that are generating revenue. So like, think about it, you know, like I always think like, what's the ROI on this? And, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of trial and error, A-B testing and trying to figure out like what's actually generating a return on investments, what's converting and figuring that out for some it may be social media for some it may be like seo you know for some it may be mailers or door knocking it's dependent both on your own audience and your personal preferences you know but a lot of times it does take money and i don't know i feel like there is some there it's okay to splurge a little bit and enjoy the fruits of your labor but kind of like after you've earned that yeah <laughs> you know, no, I like, agree. yeah and i think it's like that that is that's another major like you know people are all this fake it till you make it thing. I was like, I didn't get a nice car until years into the business, you know? And it's like, I, I've always been under like, unless I can buy the car all cash at least two times, then I can't afford it. Nice. So, yeah, nice. that's kind of like my mentality. And usually like I spend probably a 10th of my savings or less and always have like a year or two reserves where if I made zero money from anything, I would still be okay. Good job. Covering my Good expenses job. and having reserves for my businesses. And those are two really important things where I think a lot of people, that's um, another downfall of new agents where they kind of like, they get so desperate that they will take whatever, like, and waste their time on things that may have a very low chance of closing, but they're just spinning their wheels because they don't have this abundance mindset because one, they don't have reserves to pay their bills. And two, they're not prospecting enough to get enough leads that they can choose which ones are higher quality and are most likely to actually close. I love it, Kathy. Great tip again. Now, um, as far as like your strengths, what are your strengths? 
Um, so I think my strength is definitely like business development and business strategy. Um, I bring in a lot of the business for our team and brokerage, but a big reason for that is I always say serve as a resource, not a sales pitch. So I'm constantly educating myself. I'm constantly learning new things, educating and being aware of the market. And I genuinely care about my clients. And I think anyone who's educated and a sophisticated investor who's qualified financially and has seen some success, they can tell the difference between someone who is passionate, who is well-educated, who is experienced and who cares versus someone who's just kind of trying to make money off of them and treating them as a number. And so that being genuine and being authentic, being educated, those are all things that you have to do. You know, it's not just, I feel like so many people get into real estate because they see the big dollar signs and they're just like, oh, I can make a ton of money. I was like, but if you don't care about people, if you don't care about like the, the industry, if you don't care about educating yourself, you know, and investing in yourself and your business, then you're not going to survive. <laughs> you know, it's too competitive. Only the strong survive, only the people who genuinely care who are passionate and who continuously are adapting because you you know you've been in this industry a while too like you can't just like work the way you did five years ago everything has to adapt the market's changing your clients needs are changing so I think that's really the strong suit like most of my business is referral based people come to me through clients to colleagues and like friends um because they know they know that I'm always on top of things and I'm always gonna like genuinely care and give the best advice even if it's like not the most lucrative for me honestly you know and I've done that a lot of times where they're like I'm surprised you're saying that I'm like well that that's what's best for you like and that's my job to tell you what's best for you good job Kathy I've walked away from deals many times where I didn't think it was in the best interest of the client so yep. good for you good for you yep. now um are there anything else any systems that you like that helps your business software Anything, any favorites? So I'm pretty old school, honestly. Like, um, and I, I don't know, I grew up Buddhist, <laughs> um, very Asian, you know, and so I'm a big believer in karma. And I actually, I, I like giving back to the community and being an active member of the community. And so most of my business is from sphere of influence, sphere, sphere marketing, essentially. People know me because of my work in the community. I volunteer or serve on the board of nonprofits often that attend charity galas. And I think that's something that, is missing nowadays, the genuine, real human connection. Of course, COVID threw thing, a wrench in things, but typically like pre-COVID, I'd be out at events, you know, three, four, five times a week. So whether it was a charity gala, whether it was my friend's business opening or something like that, I would support my friend's businesses and in turn, they'd support mine. So if you're supporting others and the local community and local charities, I think everything comes full circle. and. I feel like there's so much emphasis on like kind of the newest, hottest thing and social media, this and internet, this, which is good. And you should do that to maintain exposure and adapt and be innovative. But at the same time, I think people forget about the human aspect and connecting that building rapport is still most effective face to face when people like and trust you and you earn that trust and you earn that credibility, especially when you're doing things like charity work, because then they know that you have integrity. <laughs> so that's awesome, Kathy. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to share? Mm, I don't know. I think it's just uh, if they're interested in real estate, I think don't just do it for the money. Like I said, <laughs> you know, I think you and I know anyone who's successful in and has survived in this industry knows that you can't just do it for the money. You really need to be dedicated. You really need to be passionate about it because I think especially um, last year, I've seen a lot of people turn to real estate because they lost their jobs in other industries. 
and they think it's going to be easy money. They think it's going to be quick money and it's neither of those. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so whether it's investing or being a realtor or even a commercial agent like um, my team and I am, but none of this is easy or quick. <laughs> I love it, Kathy. You're being very, very honest. So I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Best way to get a hold of you, Kathy. Um, probably social media, Instagram. I'm Kathy Quo. Like, spell it weird though. C-A-T-H-E-Y-K-U-O on Instagram. And I do write for Forbes. So my it's if you Google my full name, Catherine Quo, um, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-K-U-O. Um, you could and Forbes, you could probably find all my articles on there. But it's also linked in my Instagram like bio, usually like the Forbes profile thing. So contribute to that pretty regularly or our website too. Um, EliteHomes.us is the residential brokerage, which I'm a broker and partner of. It's the exclusive affiliate of Christie's International Real Estate. And then EliteCommercialRE.com is our commercial side of the business, which we specialize in representing buyers and tenants in the Las Vegas and Henderson market. So we typically work with probably 35 to 40 <laughs> buyers and tenants at any given time. Like usually when we close one, we have like two or three new ones. Those, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, you know, all our business is referral based because we work with integrity. And so I think if you want to build a long-term career and you, if you want longevity in this business, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated and always educate yourself and provide the quality of service that you would expect. Very, very good. I love it, Kathy. Thank you so much for being on the show and we wish you well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great chatting with you. And let me know if you're ever in Las Vegas. I'll show you around. No doubt. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I hope you learned as much as I did or more. So guys, look at the comment thread. If you've seen something or heard something, want to learn more about something, please put it on the comment link below. If you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and smash that bell to hear the latest and greatest on the show. Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. I'm putting this channel together to hopefully add incredible value to you. And if you wanna learn more about investing, you're new to investing, I highly recommend this book, Flex with a Plex. Also this book, if you're having some challenges, as you can see, everybody on the show had some kind of adversity, including yours truly. So I shared a lot of that on Make It A Comeback, giving you some incredible tips to make a comeback. So get either one, Plex with a Plex, or Make It A Comeback. If you wanna get more tips, go ahead and go to joemendoza.com. Again, subscribe, share, like, Make a comment below. I really, really appreciate you. Want to add incredible value and wish you all the best in your success in real estate and in life. Take care. Our company is not responsible for the success or failure of your business decisions relating to any information presented by our company or our company programs, products, and or services.